0: It's time for America's most unique motorsports show. Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Todd Surprise, Kirk Elliott sitting in with us. This is, uh, I, I appreciate Kirk sitting in with us because this is what you're going to see from here forward, it's going to be Todd, Kirk, and I uh, once we start the once-a-week show on Mondays. And I think um, I think we've made a decision that we might do it at noon. What do you think about that, Kurt?
2: Yeah, that's a great time. Why not? Why not? Yeah, as early in the day as possible so you can get it posted up on right. the podcast.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, how you doing today, Todd? You doing all right?
3: I'm doing all right. I'm just waiting for this cold to be moving through here. We're getting ready to hit the cold front here in Kansas City. It's so.
1: getting ready to get really cold. I don't know
3: how the rest of the country's doing, but I know we're getting ready to get it. So, yeah. Are you snow coming? I, I think we're calling for snow later, but it, the we're going to drop, the, the floor's going to drop out here at the end of the week. And Saturday morning ought to be nice and chilly for us coming into Track Talk. So. Right.
2: Um, well, it does get cold this time of the
3: year. That's what I'm gonna say. It does. Ha- it does happen.
2: It does happen. It does. And
1: um, I'm not ready for it either. I can't stand the cold weather. I,
3: t- I tell you, I I, I, th- I hate it. I think I would have wouldn't have mind the chili bowl nearly, and the chi- shootout wouldn't stress me out nearly as much if it wouldn't be in the middle of freezing cold weather. Cold weather, because you get the ice and the snow down there, right. and it just compounds everything else we were doing, you know. And right. I think if it may have been in, the, it can't happen that way. But like you said, I think that always kind of added to a little bit of the stress level down there. Man, you know as well as I do, Kirk, we've parked in the parking lot a few times and couldn't back out with the ice in the driveway a couple times. Had to drive through the yard to get out of a few driveways a few right. times. So, I mean, it, it happens down there in Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, but it doesn't happen that often. No, it did The it didn't. time we were down in Tulsa through that, a month of racing, the weather was just fine.
1: But you you had to drive home with your broken arm that one time in some nasty weather that I actually
3: drove home in probably three or four, three different pretty heavy ones. Once you get to that Kansas border, it just seems like you kind of open yourself up to. But, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, that time of year. And you know what other time of year? It's that time when they start loading in all that dirt. I've been watching all that video. Man, they've been putting in a lot of dirt at the Chili Bowl. We're going to play a
1: little video of uh, a conversation between Matt Ward and Brian Holbert here in just a few minutes. Um, But I got to start off by, me personally, I want to talk a little bit about the voice last night. Did anybody else watch the voice last night? Was anybody shocked? That Bryce Leatherwood won The the Voice last night?
3: Co- I did, country I did, singer. I didn't watch it, but I am not surprised he's the one who won from what I've watched. Boy,
2: that's a great name. Bryce Leatherwood?
3: That is country. Is that his real name? You think? That is
1: his real name. That can't be his real name. That is his real name. Bryce Leatherwood. As 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 Blake Shelton would say, the best country name in music, Bryce Leatherwood. I don't know about anybody else, but
2: you're not a country guy anyway, right? No, I I, I don't
1: mind country. I like I like newer country better than I like old country. I'm not much into old country well, see, music. see,
2: I'm just the opposite. Give me the old-fashioned, traditional, true country. That's what I love.
1: Well, you would, because you're an old fart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to be honest with you, I I was a little shocked that Bryce won, won the uh, event. There, there he is, the guy with the country hat on, Kirk. Well, I thought the girl in the middle was going to win. And
2: what's her name?
1: Um, her name is Morgan Miles. I thought she was going to win. I really did. But, you know, also, was anybody shocked last night to see that Omar ended up fourth? Omar is, the, is this guy right here with this jacket on right here,
2: Kurt. Now, what kind of music does he say?
1: Um, he, he's just a fantastic singer. Just an unbelievable singer, to be honest with you. I thought Omar or Morgan was going to win, um, but the odds were in Blake's favor because he had three people that were on his team that were in the, those final five. So
2: he influenced the outcome.
3: Sounds like it.
1: Let let me ask you this. Does does Blake influence the voters, you think, a little bit? Well, apparently
2: so, the way you're describing it. I didn't see the show. He's won
1: nine times.
3: Yeah, I could see that. That's why he's probably leaving, right?
1: He is leaving the show. Maybe they've
3: said, hey, you've kind of capitalized on this and do they get a cut of these guys' future earnings <laughs> right <laughs> that's right. what i want to know does blake get a cut of this 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 guy's future now
2: his wife gwen stefani is on the show right right is she leaving
1: just so you know mark this is called mostly motorsports we talk a little bit about everything on this show is she just leaving just so too know. huh
2: is, is gwen isn't. stefani leaving the show
1: um I i don't know if she is or not I don't know.
3: That guy with the tattoos looks like he got the tattoo thing, and he took every t- every press-on tattoo that they had in the gumball gumball machine at, right? at Walmart, and put them all on his arm. That's right. what that looks. That's what that looks like. Right,
1: right. I um,
3: got tattoos, but not like that.
1: So anyway, that, that I I just thought. Um, Morgan or Omar would win that that contest last night. So
3: you're
2: disappointed. I'm a little the way disappointed. That out. I'm a little disappointed. You're down. So you're, that's you're upset. That's the wrap right. up
3: for the season. So they will they have is is it twice a year on that show or is it once a year? Um, will they be having another one here right away or is it? Oh, I don't know how soon they'll have I can't it. Rem- I just right. didn't know if it's one of those shows that's just a once a year deal. Or and if they announced who right.
2: replaces Blake Shelton on the show?
3: Huh? I think. Um,
1: um, what's her name is coming back?
2: What's her name? Somebody oh, what's her name? <laughs> oh,
1: what's her? Oh, what's her name? <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Oh, I think she'll be coming back.
2: She uh, she won on American Idol one time, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Her she and did. Carrie Underwood are probably the two most famous winners of these talent shows, yep, no doubt.
3: Hey, do you speaking of that? You remember the guy on that one that that was the 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 guy that was with Kelly Clarkson? The curly hair guy. Remember, they had a movie about him and everything, and it was them two. They were the finalists. It was the first one, and I can't remember what the guy's name is. Um, he does the Dr Pepper. He's the little guy in the Dr Pepper. Oh
1: yeah, the guy with the long hair, and he plays the, the little Dr Pepper dude. Oh, what's his name? I'll find. I can't. I can't remember. So his here it name. is,
3: right here. What is? So it? Um, he was the.
1: That's him, the Dr Pepper guy. So right So he
3: was um, Justin he was justin and remember it was justin and kelly yeah and they had a movie called justin and kelly and it was all about you know but he was the he was the semi-finalist and kelly won that year but he's turned into the dr pepper he's the top dr pepper guy man i didn't he, know he's that he's making a good living he's off doing of that, all right, he's doing, <laughs> all right. <laughs> he's doing all right
1: yeah yeah all right so just so we know um uh, i I gotta I want to start off the show talking a little bit about um, first of all I want to give a shout out to JJ hickel his girlfriend passed away and uh, very sad to hear that her passing she has cancer she had cancer and she passed away um, it's pretty sad to hear that
2: boy this seems to be a daily thing here it does uh, it, that it is really sad does. j.j hickle's one of the great guys he is a good racing. guy man just a really good guy yeah and very sad to hear that
1: yeah so anyway um sorry to hear that j.j we're uh, our thoughts and prayers are out to you and uh, i know that's a difficult time um especially at such a young age she was very young and, uh, unfortunately, she passed away from cancer. Um, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about, I, I, am, am, am I wrong? Is Kyle Larson influencing people not to run at the Chili Bowl, Kirk? Because we see now that Rico is not on the KKM entry list.
2: Well, we're talking about three drivers here. Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, and Rico Abreu. That Christopher Bell, is, I I don't think Kyle Larson
1: had any influence on that at all. I think Christopher Bell is really wanting to concentrate on his Cup career,
2: and I'm good with that. Right, hey, these guys are uh, NASCAR Cup Series stars. They're not obligated to right. race anything but the NASCAR Cup Series. And whenever Kyle, the way I look at it, whenever Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell show up to a race that I'm watching hey, that's great, but they don't have to be there. And so when Kyle Larson decided to go race a late model, that that's great. I don't have any issue with that at all. Just go do that. Right. And if Christopher Bell doesn't want to race the Chili Bowl, I'm fine with that as well. It doesn't change my interest in the Chili Bowl 1 iota as a race fan. Right. I'm still as fired up about the Chili Bowl as I've ever been. And if Rico doesn't want to participate, I'm good with that as well. It was it was thrilling to see him race all those years down there. He won back-to-back Chili Bowls in 2015-2016. And if these guys decide to do something else that week, hey, there's plenty of other racers I'm going to be keeping my eyes on down there. And my interest, I'm just speaking for myself as a fan, It's as it's as big as it's ever been heading into these two big events coming up to do, shoot at Do, do you city
1: feel city. that Kyle had a, a, some influence on Rico
2: to do this? Maybe. I don't know. I'm surprised that Rico is not on the entry list, but maybe he'll change his mind. Maybe he'll show up. I don't know. Uh, all we know is he's not on the early entry list, and right. he's not on the 97 for Keith Kuntz racing on the entry list that's all we know right Uh, I haven't seen any reports or quotes from Rico that he's not going to be there but he was at
1: the PRI show and I and I didn't get a chance to talk to him but because he had a lot of people around him but
2: you know what Scott I'm going to focus on the guys who are going to be there not the ones who aren't right that that's that's my focus
1: Well, all I know is is that uh, me personally, uh, I, to be a, brutally honest with you, I think it's bullshit. To be honest with you, that Kyle Larson is, is is whipping the pot and talking other people into not running the Chili Bowl. I think it's bullshit.
2: Well, that all reverts back to that article that we saw. When was that? Back in July that uh, he made all these quotes about, you know, I'm not, you know, the others are not going to be there as well. I I can't remember exactly. But that that was, uh, what, five, six months ago that article came out? Right. And, you know, we talked about it at the time. And, yeah, it's right. But but you know what? I'm just speaking for myself. I'm tired of talking about it. And I'm going to focus on the guys who are going to be there, not the ones who aren't. Yeah. That's... That's where I'm coming from.
1: They're gonna have more than enough cars. And to be Absolutely. honest with you, I, I I do believe that this just opens up opportunity yeah. for other people to win. Absolutely. Right? I want to see. No a Kyle Larson, winner. no Rico, no Christopher Bell. I think this just makes some more opportunities for everybody else yeah. to race.
2: Now we saw a different winner last year with Tanner Thorson. Right. Uh the previous five what was it? Uh Rico Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson combined to win seven straight. Right. It, it, Rico in 2015, 2016. Christopher Bell won three straight. 2017, 18, 19, and Kyle Larson 20 and 21. Right. So, uh, you know, with we no longer have Brian Clawson, and Kevin Swindell's not racing. He was a four-time winner. You got to go back. Prior to Tanner Thorson's win, he's going to come back to defend his crown. 2009, when Sammy Swindell won, mm-hmm. he's the next previous champion back in 2009 that is entered. Sammy will be there, and hey, that's great.
3: Do you see Ricky Thornton Junior.'s on the list? Is he really? I'm looking at his name right here.
2: Where's Oh,
1: how about yes, that? Sir. Alex Bowman is on the list. Ricky Thornton Jr. is going to be there.
3: 51, the 51R car.
1: How about that?
3: Just, I'm just, we're just kind of scrolling through the list of names here, and Dylan Westbrook, obviously, Jason McDougal, Joe B. Miller. I mean, you know, there's the, the names. There's a
1: lot of great names. Sir, Blake, Blake Hahn.
3: series champion,
1: J.J. Yaley will be there.
3: Matt Westphal. Right. I mean, you know, there's some real.
1: What what didn't Blake Hahn run fourth or fifth one year here just recently?
3: I think he had yeah. a fourth place finish, maybe even.
1: I, it was I fourth. Think just I think fourth the, or yeah, fifth.
3: He just missed the. You got Kylie Royson's going to be running again too this year. So I mean, you know, there's going to be some serious names down there, and I agree with what you Michael guys said,
2: Buddy Kofoid.
3: Yeah, like what you guys said. This is the year. If I'm a if I'm a fan of the Chili Bowl, right? This is the year you want to go down. There's going to be a new. It's wide open. There's a new champion this year. Right? I mean, that, you know, that we have a new champion that could be crowned. And 99% sure it's going to be a new champion unless Rico shows back, you know, decide mm-hmm. But, man, this will be an awesome, awesome list. Of, I mean. It
2: just makes it, it, makes it, uh, it opens it up for a lot ish, of other so people. I'm as excited as I've been maybe ever because it's so wide open that anybody could win this thing. With
3: Tyler Courtney and. Justin Grant, all the guys that you see every night on the prelim nights that are in the media center, those guys all are now the guys. Right. Like, I mean, they're there every year for a reason. and
2: McIntosh, good. Emerson yeah, exactly. Axum, Tanner Carrick, who won a preliminary night a year ago. Of course, we talked about Justin Grant, who will be there. He's never won the Chili Bowl. Can this be the year? So, yeah, yeah there's a lot of storylines and A lot of excitement going in because I think this just opens it up even more so with Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson not in the field.
1: Pete, he chimes in. He says, be thankful the Chili Bowl continues on. There may be a day when it is gone. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm -mm. Too much money involved with the city of Tulsa. Tulsa is not going to let that race get away.
3: No. Mm -mm. Uh, When we do those Millions well, and millions you of don't dollars the city makes. The, the amount of dignitaries that show up on that media day that sets down with him and Han. <laughs> I mean, people might know, but the people that watch the race may not know. The mayors, everybody's in town. Right. I mean, they're all there and they're all doing one thing to make sure everybody's still working together over there because they're not letting that bad boy go nowhere.
1: Nowhere. Uh, Billy chimes in. He said, those. Uh, those few drivers not showing up will hurt them more than it will hurt the Chili Bowl, and I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah,
2: and uh, you chili know, Chili Bowl's
1: uh, not going go anywhere.
2: No, it's it's here to stay. Right. Uh, Dason Persley is another driver. You know, he was involved in that terrible accident at Arizona right. just over a year ago. He was not able to race the Chili. You know, we were really concerned about Dason Persley. He's back in the field now. Of course, right. he got back into a midget earlier this year. And so it's gonna be interesting to see how well he does. And Keith Coons has got a pretty high quality stable of race cars with a lot of talented young drivers that are really gonna to move towards the forefront of people's consciousness as we go through the month of January.
1: Now Billy's pulling for as he said. T go. Have I, it. I told Kirk that was
3: who I was pulling for this year. Yeah. He's got I told Kirk as soon as I heard that Kyle Larson wasn't going to be there. I said, hey, Timez has got a real shot at this thing, man. Um, I, I honestly do. I think he's got a real good he shot. He
1: probably feels a little bit better knowing that uh, Larson and Rico and Christopher Bell are not going to be there. It's,
3: it's, it opens this wide open, man.
2: Right. No doubt. I'm excited uh, as I've ever been for this event. And guess what? You and I were going to the Chili Bowl before we even heard of Kyle Larson or Christopher Bell. That's how old we are. <laughs> we right been down there, and it was a big event before these guys showed up, and it will continue to be afterwards. Yeah, and no. they drew sell-out crowds back then. Looks too. like
3: Santino Ferrucci, the IndyCar driver, is going to be there again. Sam Haferteev, Jr. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a stacked.
1: Yeah, there, there'll be plenty of good drivers there, no doubt.
2: And the uh, the early entry list is three hundred plus. For the ninth straight year, and uh, that's that's the early interest it, entry. D- list.
1: Does this make Buddy Kofoy the the odds-on favorite to win?
2: I think so because he's the defending two-time champion national champion for the USAC National Midgets. So mm-hmm. you'd have to say, you know, here's a driver who won 13 races this year, and you look at him as well as Justin Grant, who just picked up the Turkey Night Grand Prix win. Those are the two guys I think you would focus on as the early favorites. What about Tanner Thorson? You don't think he can come back? And- that, too. Now, he's in a different ride than he was last year. He right. drove the Reinbold car to a win. Last year, he's driving his own stuff, and he spent most of the year getting geared up for this. And if you recall here just a few weeks ago out in California, he ran pretty well in right. that car and uh, ran up front. So it's going to be interesting to see how Tanner Thorson does in his own stuff yeah. to try to defend the crown he won last year.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, well, why don't we do this, Todd? We'll take a break, and then when we come back, we'll play that little clip that uh, Brian Holbert and Matt Ward did. It's about six minutes long. We'll play that when we come back. Uh, today's show is brought to you by um, Oh, Tom, Tom Hahn says Rico is racing.
2: He is going to be there. Okay, I didn't see his name on the list, so... Yeah, I, uh, I just wanted. To
1: well, uh, Tommy, all, all we're seeing is is things that are on social media where it says that uh, he is not on the KKM entry list right now.
2: Yeah, I, I just look at the entry list on Chili that then I didn't see Rico's name listed.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mike, he says, I don't like the way Kyle handled it either, but raise the pay. It shouldn't even be a discussion.
2: Well, it's never been a discussion. The purse money has never been a discussion it's, about it's, the chili. It's, it's, it's not, about the driller.
1: It's about the driller. That's what it's all about. That's exactly what it's about. It's not about the money. It's about the driller.
2: Everybody wants a driller. As I pointed out, a lot of big events have become big because of the purse money that they put up. The chili bowl didn't get big because of the amount of money they put up. It got big because of the time of year it's in, the venue it's in. Right. Uh, That's how it got big. So the purse money was never required to be high to make the Chili Bowl a big event like other events needed to have the purse money at a high level to make those events large.
1: I concur, Kurt. I agree with you 100%. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, we're going to play this video that uh, that uh, Brian Holbert and Matt Ward did yesterday, and uh, also we're going to talk a little bit about the bridge that's going to be closed that's going into Port Royal. We'll talk about that and more right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned.
0: You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with
1: Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Todd Surprise, Kirk Elliott sitting in with us, and joining us now on the show is a good friend of the Racing Boys, the Postman Steve Post. Joins us now. How are you doing, Steve? Hey, hey, Scott. I am well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, how's your voice after doing all those interviews down there at the PRI show?
4: Boy, I'll tell you what. It uh, it wore me out. It really did. I had a little bit of a little bit of a head cold going into it. I'm still got a little uh, little scratch, a little little scratch or tickle in my throat at times, but um that was about enough. We did uh, I think we did about 30 interviews over the course of the two days and um went over well. Went off really well. Um, really good good content, a lot of fun stuff. Always fun to Mix it up and talked to everyone from late model stock drivers to to drag racers and everyone in between. It was fun, but uh, I got I got my fill. I was I was I was ready to ease on out of there once Saturday <laughs> afternoon hit. That's for sure. What What was
1: the biggest breaking story that you uh, that you got out of all those interviews, Steve? What was the biggest well, story?
4: one of the, the goals we're not really um, we we actually are not looking for. Breaking stories, so we we actually tiptoed around a, a lot of the world of outlaw stuff, you know, right. with the with the platinum agreements. Um, our job with Racing Electronics is not to stir the pot, not to not, you know we're 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 here to kind of kind of get along with everybody. So <clears throat> I think when you look at what we what we had, I mean Logan Schuhart uh, Logan Schuhart told us he'll be an outlaw next year. He's going to sign the platinum agreement um we actually did get some late model guys that you know that that were a little bit breaking nick hoffman i think that's a little bit of a breaking story uh we got him we were we're told that in advance that he's going late model racing um i'm trying to think um uh, we we got a really good tease we didn't get the story but we got a really good tease about srx and the big change that they made to thursday night in espn uh we didn't mm. get the details but you could tell when, when Don Hawk told me about it, it was something pretty significant. I, I, uh, I wouldn't have never guessed that, but, and I look back at it and I look back on it and it was good, but um, you know, a lot of it was just nuts and bolts and how are things and how are things, how worse 2022, how are things looking for 2023? And uh, you know, just really, really fun stuff. John force is always a nut. I mean, he, he, he he was out of control. He, he just, he just stole the show as far as the interviews go and everything else. And, not a shocker, but, but just, just fun, just good stuff across the board.
1: Right. Um, you mentioned Nick Hoffman, he's going to be taking over the ride that, uh, Devin Moran was driving, right?
4: Yeah. The GR Smith car, he's going to take that over. And, um, I, I just think I, I look at it and, and, and it's, it's, it, and, and actually I'm, I'm, I'm probably going up to Pennsylvania in January and I'm, and I'm, I, and I want to catch up with my co-host Ashley Stremming, Ashley and David, they build these modifieds. So the, the, the UMP, IMCA, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, right, there's, yeah. there's there's, all of these cars. And I'm trying to figure out what the end game is there. You know, I mean, because they're, they, gee, Scott, some of the, some of the, some of the money they run for is abysmal. I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about purses. You're talking, you know, I mean, I know talking Chili Bowl and World of Outlaws and High Limits and everything. My gosh, that modified world, um, there's, there's, I mean, it's just like, what's the end game with this thing? How does this work? Right. How does it make sense? And so then when you see someone like Nick Hoffman, who's done everything there, uh, go dirt late model racing, that makes a lot of sense. It's a logical next step for him. And, um, I'm, I'll be fascinated to see how he does, he's a great racer. Um, and, uh, you know, probably it's time now with all the success he's had and he's going to be good. The, the, the team's going to be fielded out of Mooresville here, out of his shop. Um, and he builds, still builds chassis. So for for modifieds, and so I just think that it's, I, I think that it's time um, because I just don't know where the end game is for that modified tour, modified stuff. And it's good to see someone jump up to the next level in the late models for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, how about Omario Klauser? He's going to run the uh, a Silver Crown car. How about that?
4: Yes, that's really really neat. The, the, you know, it's fascinating to me. That's a that's a type of racing that's just fascinating. And I don't know, to my knowledge, I don't think I've ever seen, well, no, I did see silver crowns. I saw that one incarnation they made where they had the side pods at Kansas, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, I saw that, but, um, that's a fascinating form of racing. Um, I, I don't know a lot about it. I've talked to some folks about it, uh, listening to drivers, uh, Chris Windham talking about it, Brady Bacon talking about, you know, just the, the massive over a hundred lap race weight change and all the challenges of it. So, um, I think that's a, I think that's a really, really neat spot. And it seems like, seems like there's a little bit of energy over there with that, with, with some folks uh, jumping into it and, uh, you know, um, just see, see kind of where it goes. It's, uh, it's, it's some fun racing, that's for sure. And it's something I would love to see at some point. I'd love, to go, I'd love to go to one of the big dirt half miles and watch those cars race. I think that would be
0: really cool.
1: Oh, that would be really cool. Uh, Wayne Johnson is also going to run a yeah. Silver Crown car this year. And I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Blake Hahn is interested in building a Silver Crown car as well.
4: I knew. I, I'm glad you mentioned Wayne because it was while well, I was describing it, it was driving me nuts that there was somebody else that I was having brain fade on that is doing it. Yeah, and Wayne is geeked up about it, and you know, and and honestly, this probably fits really well with where Wayne's at with his life. And Scott, you know Wayne as well as I do. I mean, right. he's just one of uh, one of my favorite people on the planet. I love talking to Wayne, but you know this this Silver Crown schedule and then sprinkling some wing races along the way probably is going to lay out really well for him where he's at in his life with his family and slowing down a little bit. I think it's uh I think it's really really cool that Wayne's doing that.
1: Yeah. Hey, have you heard the the news that the bridge that goes to Port Royal is going to be closed and it's not going to be open and it's not going to be open until
4: July? Have you heard the news about that? I just saw that. Okay. Port Royal is a fascinating story across the board whether it's the town or whether it's the racetrack okay right port royal racer dylan Sisney, is now the mayor of port royal okay so he's he is he is the sworn in mayor and this kind of started when the town and the racetrack were having a few headbutting motions and dylan's a young guy he would go to the meetings and the next thing you know he's the mayor and so i saw this last night and i'm like oh they're closing the bridge down and then I read it, and it's like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm going up there in May. Right. And I, don't know, I don't know how I'm going to get in there. I mean, I'm, there's got to be a wind around. There's got to be another thing. But uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, and the track is going to have to do a real aggressive job of social media to, to keep people from the frustration of having to wind around. And I can't imagine the wind around is going to be a quarter-mile detour. You know, right. I mean, it's, it, it, You know, there's not a lot of bridges over that river. Right. So um, I I, that one came out of the blue. And like I said, when I read that last night, I was like, wow. And literally, literally, I stay at a hotel up there that it's about a five minute drive to Port Royal to the racetrack right across that bridge. Right. So selfishly, it's like, man, what is what is that going to do? And um, I don't know. It's um, in that that bridge and that whole town is just so iconic. But um, that bridge is old, too. So good. Good thing. They're fixing it, I guess.
1: You know, I think I'm going to go up to PA Speed Week this year.
4: You should, you, yeah. Scott. It's just, it's unlike. I mean, you, you know, I mean, it's phenomenal. And and you know, you you dabbled over there a little bit when the ASCS National Tour went over, but right, just just go up there and 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 catch some 410 races, and it's it is unlike anything in the world. It is just so neat to do it. Go over on Beer Hill and have a cold frosty one, and you know, go, walk in the infield at Port Royal and. You know, just 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 kick around and enjoy it. There, it is it is a it is a special special place for for anybody that loves any racing, let alone someone that loves sprint car racing.
1: I heard that uh, most of the tracks are within ninety miles of each other. Is that yeah. about right?
4: Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, uh, Port is the furthest one to the north. Well, Sealage Grove, I'm not sure what they're doing there. They've had a change of management, so we'll see how that all fares. But from Port Royal to Lincoln is, I, I think, because Danny Dietrich actually in the spring, one race in the spring, one does an afternoon and one does an evening. Sometimes they cooperate and sometimes they don't. And Danny Dietrich has actually done the double and I think it's, I think it's a buck 15. I think it's an hour and 15 minutes between the two tracks and that's the furthest north and the furthest south one.
1: Right. Um, it, yep. it was an announced here just uh, about a week ago that the High Limit Series has announced three of their first dates. And we're lucky enough that Lakeside Speedway is going to be the first event, April 11th, and it's going to pay fifty thousand dollars to win at Lakeside Speedway. How about that?
4: Man, that is awesome. I thought about you when I saw that announcement. I thought, oh, this is good for this is good for the the sprint car world there in the Kansas City area. And you know, and, and you know, and I think you and I talked about it when we were out there, and we've talked about it over the years. Kansas City is such a rich sprint car area and you know we'll get a national tour race at lakeside um whatever's going on at i70 we had a world of outlaw race we've had all-star races um it's you know it's been a little hit or miss out there Uh, lakeside is a little hit or miss because it's where it sits and the flooding and the weather it doesn't take much water but i just think this is phenomenal that it puts kansas city and lakeside i love the racetrack lakeside is really really a good racetrack Mm -hmm. i think this is so neat that, that the high limits is going to not only start there, but with a 50,000 to win purse uh, that is, uh, that is going to be a really, really good launch pad for this series. I had, I had wondered where they were going to kick it off and, and I never thought about Lakeside quite honestly. I, I was wondering where they're going to do this. And I, I just think that's a phenomenal spot to do it, to to launch it. So, um really really good that racetrack is so good they get that racetrack right and boy i'm telling you what that they're going to put on a show there at that place that's for sure fifty thousand dollars to win that is that's phenomenal
1: Yeah, you know there's rumors going around and and we're going to have darren bennett on tomorrow the general manager from lakeside speedway we'll we'll talk to him tomorrow here on mostly motorsports but um there was rumors going around that they wanted to shorten that racetrack up to a quarter mile. What do you think about that? I, I I think that would be, I think that would be ridiculous to do that because that racetrack race is really good.
4: Yeah, I think this move, I think this move to shorten everything up. While I'm a short track guy, right. I love, <clears throat> I love a good quarter mile bull ring. I think we've got to watch where and when we do it. Um, mm-hmm. And Lakeside to me doesn't seem like one that's broken. You know, there's some of these tracks, some of these big half miles might be broken. You know, they might be they, they might not generate good racing. Lakeside generates good racing. Knoxville generates good racing. Right.
0: Um,
4: I just I think I think the I I think there's some of this that they're just doing it to do it. I think if you're broke, if you're if you're if it's not working, then yes, look at all your options. But right. I think there's some that are doing this just I don't know what the rationale is, just like it's the cool thing to do and and what they're tearing up is not broke. And Lakeside is certainly not broke. Man, the racing there is so good. Um, I was there, I, I think it was the ASCS National Tour race this year, and it was phenomenal racing there at that racetrack. And I've seen the World of Allah's uh, James McFadden won that World of all race, and that was a perfectly good 410 sprint car race. They're at Lakeside. So with their two national touring dates, the 360s and the 410, they had two really, really good shows. And so I just um, – that's not one that's broke. I just don't well, – you know, let's not fix things that are not broke. There's plenty out there that needs to be fixed, but Lakeside is not one of them.
1: Right.
2: I mean, yeah, the World of Outlaws uh, there in October, that was a great show. That was James a fantastic McFatton race. Winning a uh, – winning his first race in a long time out there in October, and the track was in great shape. But, Steve, you know, you look at that schedule, the World of Outlaws schedule, uh, a race fan wouldn't have to travel a lot in between races to spend a whole month of April at racetracks within pretty easy driving distance to one another. Before that lakeside event, they're going to be up here at US 36 Raceway, and they weren't up there last year and uh, 81 speedway at Wichita so uh, those events are right ahead of that lakeside event and then you go to i-55 and Peebly after that
4: yeah yeah and that's the design of um, of the high limits is to try to find these places close by um, and we'll see we'll see how it works um, what's the reaction if you're if you're um, you know if you're Peebly. Uh, that's a that's a little bit of a haul. But what's your action if you're US thirty six or uh eighty one Speedway? You know, mm-hmm. you've just paid this huge sanction fee for the World of Outlaws and two or three days later all the same cars are which is the whole argument that we're having with this. Um and, and, and maybe it's not quite the case there, but I think we're gonna get in I think we're gonna get into a scenario where one of the World of Outlaw tracks is gonna raise a little stink because it's a little too close for right. where they're at now this gets into the whole debate that we're having about all of this but how does this all lay out how does it all work out how does it work out with platinum agreements but from the fan perspective kurt you're 100 percent right man roll into town hit those dates at hit that at uh, 81 speedway us 36 head on over to lakeside head on down to peebly man you have got five world-class 410 sprint car races there in about an eight-day stretch that are just going to be awesome
2: then the week after that, two nights at Knoxville in late April.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's it's
2: just going to be interesting. This is we're
4: in the we're in the sorting out phase. You know, we're in this phase with this new high limits and and the charter or the uh, the plan of agreement. We're just going to see how this goes and stay tuned. I don't I don't have any I don't I don't know what this is going to do and I don't know where everyone's going to land. I still tend to think most people are gonna be with the most of the ones that are with the world of outlaws in the past are gonna be with the world of outlaws, but but then it also opens the doors for a lot of other teams that could come in and, and, and race, you know, like at a place like Lakeside or at, at some of these other uh high limit things. It's a it's a fascinating time, that's for sure.
1: Um, Steve, let me talk to you a little bit about the Chili Bowl. Um it's gonna be coming up here pretty quick. Um the, the, I I gotta just bring this topic up. Uh, Rico is not on the Keith Coons Motorsports entry list right now. Um, we know that Christopher Bell's not going to be there. And I think Christopher Bell is really trying to focus on his cup career more than open-wheel racing at this point. And we know that Kyle Larson's not going to be there. Um, this opens up an opportunity for a lot of other people to win that race, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, it really does. Uh, Sunshine told me he's not running the Chili Bowl. Tyler Courtney's not running the Chili Bowl. And I'm not sure what the status of Clawson Marshall Racing is. So there might be some more opportunities raised up as well. But this is still the Chili Bowl. This is still the marquee midget race of the year. This is still a golden driller. And with a couple of those cars gone, It's just going to open the door for some of these guys that were, you know, some of these guys that were, were, were 10 to 20th place drivers are going to be sniffing around at a top five or maybe a win in this thing. Right. And I just think that's awesome. I just, I, I tend to fall under the category and this is the same, same real discussion with the high limits and same discussion. I, I, I tend to think that if we balance this thing properly and don't over glutton, the market with races and, and we're certainly not doing that with the chili bowl. It's, a, it's, it's one week a year, but I just think that more opportunities for more racers to race up front is not a bad thing. And I think with, with some of the notables stepping aside and for, for various reasons, not running the chili bowl, right. I think that, um, I think that it opens the doors and we, we may have the best winning story coming out of the chili bowl, yeah, I mean, here's the reality of it: is the winning story coming out of the Chili Bowl is never a shocker. Maybe Tanner Thorson a little bit, although he's been so good. Right. Kyle Larson that he finally got the win, but then you had Christopher Bell doing what he did, and, and and Rico doing what he did. You know, do do we get do we get a real true upset winner this year? Maybe we do. And right. how does that play? I mean, I think that's phenomenal. So let's let's let 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 this thing play out. There's there's going to be a golden driller on the line, and there's going to be three hundred plus, four hundred plus sprint car or midget cars going for it. And yeah, some of the some of the name brands are not going to be there, but I think that uh, I think it's still going to be a heck of a show. Do you think
1: Kyle had a big influence on some of these drivers? Kyle
4: is fascinating to me um, because when you look. The the crux of the issue with the chili bowl with him, and the crux of the issue with the world of us right now is all about money, right. all about money. Right. Um, Kyle has been very open, <clears throat> very black and white about the chili bowl, but honestly, the whole high limits thing came about because he was out running these midweek late bottle shows, and you know, and running for twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars to win, and that's what kind of crux started the whole high limits thing with more money in sprint cars. So Kyle is kind of the Pied Piper here on a lot of this. Um, I I don't know what his impact. I I think the impact in the sprint car world is likely huge because if this high limit thing goes, and if it does pull teams off from the world of outlaw platinum agreement, then it was a major impact here. I don't know about the chili bowl. Um, When you, when you look at it, I, I not hearing from not hearing from Rico, uh, I'm, with you on, I'm with you on Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell, when we get to Phoenix next year, could be the Cup Series champion. Right. And you win that Cup Series championship, you never have to worry about your legacy in the sport again. Right. You are forever a Cup Series champion, and there comes a lot with that, like funding your own sprint car team if you choose to. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that Christopher, uh, if, if indeed he's not, and that, that's the thing, I think his is different. Um, Tyler Courtney is going to be down under racing. Uh, I chatted with him at, uh, at, at PRI. Um, so I, I, maybe Larson's had a little impact or maybe his was just, okay, it's all right not to, not, not to just jump on a plane every January and go to Tulsa. And so maybe it's not a direct impact, but maybe it's a um, it, it's all right to it's all right to miss it uh, miss it here or there. So we'll just have to see how it all plays out. But um, I find it interesting that that the two big or two of the big issues we have uh, with Chili Bowl and World of Outlaws are money, and Kyle Larson is involved in both of them. And zero and, percent and, and of this is a slam on Kyle Larson. Kyle, Kyle, you know. If getting more money to racers is not a bad thing, how you do it may, be, may right. be, up for debate, but getting more racers, more money to racers is never a bad thing.
1: You know, Kirk and I have decided to do, we're going to talk about the drivers that are going to be there instead of yeah. the ones that are not going to be there. They're,
4: they're going to give, they're going to give us a great show. Right. I mean, the, the, the racing, the chili bowl is going to be awesome. And, again, we might come out of there with a a didn't-see-that-coming story with a guy winning it, and how big would that be? You know, I mean, so I I just think that that the Chili Bowl will be just fine, and we're going to be, when we get to the middle of January, that's all we're going to be talking about. And I'm with you. Talk about the drivers that are there racing because they're going to put on a show and give us a
2: lot to talk about. Yeah. What do you think about Kyle Busch going to race the uh, Tulsa Shootout with his son Braxton? That'll be cool. I
4: just think Kyle Bush is awesome with what he's doing. He he has just fallen in love. He, I talked to him at media tour last year in January, uh, January February, whenever it was preseason media tour, and he went out to the Tulsa Shootout uh, la- uh, last year. And I said, what do you think of the Tulsa Shootout? Oh, they got to do this and oh, they got to do that. Oh, they got to do this and you know he's he's opinionated and right. his opinion was that you know we're we're there way too long. For what we're doing, and that's a valid point. Although I don't know how you put all those cars through, well, through the process without being there for a while.
1: Long days,
4: but he, but yes, they are long days. But he, the, the the underlying the underlying point that I got out of talking to Kyle is his passion for dirt track racing and micro racing. Uh, wow, he was all ate up about it. He was just he was he was like, and I'm, I'm going to take the car there next year, and I'm going to do this. And I got a he's got a car. He's ran a couple times up at Millbridge, and um, I just think it's phenomenal when you when you have a uh, Cup Series multi-time Cup Series champion uh, choosing the the Tulsa Shootout, and and that's the plan that he and his son are going forward with Brexton with 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 you know with the box stocks with the restricted micros with the the, the Millbridge plan, if you will, from over here in North Carolina. I just think it's a great, great platform out there at Tulsa, and uh, he'll. Um, I, and, and here's the other thing, and we get into this every once in a while. He did not make it to the top echelon of the Cup Series by being a hack. Right, he's a great right. race car driver, yeah. and they, they get that car dialed in where it's remotely close, and you watch what he does because he is that talented. Yeah.
1: Uh, you've get a chance to watch Braxton race uh, from time to time what kind of racer is he is he is he a chip off the old block
4: i'll tell you what i've been i was impressed we had a night this summer um here here's the you just here's the reality of it is okay yep Braxton 100% has the best of everything and if i'm a dad i'm providing my kid with 100% the best of everything right so i'm not i'm not uh, that's that's a statement of fact that his stuff is really, really good. Now in the Milbridge circle, there's a lot of other guys, some racing families, some non-racing families, that their stuff is really, really good. We had one night um, back midsummer up there running on Tuesday nights where he was leading the race and got shuffled out of line. And if I'm not mistaken, he went back to at least third, maybe to fourth, and was stuck on the outside. And the outside of Milbridge is, is not for the faint of heart. And that kid in the last five laps just inched forward past the third-place car, past the second-place car, and coming out of turn number four, inched ahead of the uh, the car that was leading and scored the win. And what to me, that's not a matter of the good equipment. That's a matter of between the ears. He kept focused. He didn't lose his mind. He didn't go berserk when he's when he's you know when he's thinking about winning this race and it got away from him. He just doubled down and drove a great great job. So I think the kid's got some talent with where we're at. Okay, mm-hmm. we are box stocks at Millbridge. We're restricted micros. There's a long road to hoe before we determine where Brexton ends up in this thing. But where he is at and who he's running against, he does a great great job and uh, really really. That night particularly, I'm like, okay, he got shuffled out of line. Let's see what happens. And, boy, he knuckled down and just ran outside of those cars inches away from him and just grounded out on the outside and was able to. And, and it was a matter of every time I was in turn number four because I was getting my right, head down to do victory lane interviews, every time he went by me, he was a half a car like the head of the last car and, and moving up on the outside of the next car. He was he was a half a car like the head of where he was at the last lap. And he, he, he had just enough laps to get that half Starling to get the win
1: yeah no doubt i think he's going to be a talented driver when he gets a little bit older um i believe that's the case i think he's i mean listen his dad talking in his ear is one of the best things that could happen to braxton right
0: i mean who who better who right. would
4: you want right who would you have raw talent okay Raw talent. When we look at it, Scott, when you look at what we've witnessed in the last twenty-five years, okay, raw talent racer, Tony Stewart, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, right? Uh, okay, where you know where? Okay, drop a couple other names in there, and, and they're out there. I'm not saying it's just those guys, and I'm not just picking those guys because they're 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 Cup champions, okay? Right. But the reality of it is, is name me three drivers that have more natural ability than Kyle Larson or Kyle Bush. And I'll argue you on a couple of them. Mm -hmm. You know, he's that good. And that's the thing. And to to sit at his feet and to learn from him, Kyle Bush is a wheel man and has, has, has honed his skills. And that stuff is going to be very beneficial to his son.
1: Right. Um, high limits added races today. It looks like, uh, July 25th, they're going to be at Grandview Tuesday, August 15th. They're going to be at husetts Um, this is from Pete one of our regular listeners. He, and then on, uh, they're going to be at Lernerville for a $50,000 win race. How about that?
4: Yeah. The Lernerville doesn't surprise me at all. I had that penciled in, uh, and, and, and particularly Lernerville is on the outs with the world of outlaws. So that one, If there was one, if someone said to me, name one track that will have a high limits race, I would have said Lernerville. And the fact that it's located in Pennsylvania doesn't shock me that that's the fifty thousand dollar, the second fifty thousand dollar to win race. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Because and and the beauty of Lernerville is, you can grab some central Pennsylvania guys, you can grab some Ohio guys. There are there are more racers within four hours of Lernerville maybe than any sprint car track on the country. Right. And so that's fascinating. Houston strikes me as interesting because it's a track that's very well aligned with the World of Outlaws. So did, did you have a date for HUSITS? When was that again?
1: HUSITS uh, will be August 15th.
4: So that's somewhere right around Knoxville. Right. So um, that's a really – yeah, that's, um, that's somewhere right around Knoxville. Um, that's fascinating. That one fascinates me um, because – because the, the, there are tracks that are aligned with the world of outlaws, and I didn't see, uh, didn't necessarily see those tracks coming on board with High Limits. Uh, but and maybe it's a lease deal. I don't know. Maybe someone's leasing the track from Todd Quaring. I'm not sure. Although Todd doesn't seem like a lease type of guy. Um, and then Grandview, I think, is awesome. I think Grandview is phenomenal. That they're going to have a big show there. They do um, that. That's one of those tracks that's that, that's been a lot of speculation about getting a world of outlaw date and they, they, I think they had some back in the past, and for whatever reason, and there's a little protection that goes on in central Pennsylvania around williams grove and when, for whatever reason, Grandview never got one of those dates, so hmm. they always did well with their speed week date uh, they've had all start dates and done really really well and so man grandview that's that, that that that's a big one that's for sure
1: yeah, no doubt about it um We're visiting with Steve Post. His appearance is brought to you by Sage Fruit. We want to thank those guys for allowing Steve to come over here and be a part of our show each and every Wednesday. Um, Steve, I don't know if you've heard, but um, Lucas Oil is not going to be uh, uh, staying on board with us for the rest of the, uh, the time here on Mostly Motorsports, and we're going to be cutting back to one day a week.
4: You had you had hinted about that, and and obviously we've seen a lot of changes within the Lucas Oil right um, marketing, um, you know, NavTV Lucas Oil. So I I hate that, but I'm not shocked either with knowing what they're knowing what they're going through and and knowing where you're at as well. I mean, this is this five days a week, dude. You're you're a rock star to be able to do that. I mean, it's like man, oh man, you know. What I mean, and and so. Um, so, uh, what's the what's so? Do you have a day picked out? Do you know when when does this start, or what's the
2: game plan with it?
1: Um, we are going to start. Um, when, when is our start date, Kirk? Did we come up with a date on that?
2: Uh, January 9th, first January day of the 9th. Chili Bowl.
1: January 9th. Yeah. That, oh yeah, that's when we're going to do it. It's going to be on Mondays, and we're going to do two hours, and uh, nice. We'll, and that's that's going to be the plan. We hope that we can still get you involved in the show from time yeah. to time. Um, yeah, we hope that's possible. Um, yeah, and, yeah.
4: We'll work around travel schedules and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that'll work out well.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, Steve, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports again today. Uh, again, it's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Um, did you, hey, do you watch The Voice?
4: No, I do not. I don't own a television.
1: Oh, that's right. You told me that.
4: Yeah, right. I'm that weird guy. I'm that weird guy that doesn't own a television. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well. Anyway, the voice was uh, was uh, very interesting last night, to say the least. So. Oh and, boy, A yeah.
4: little drama was there.
1: A little drama, yeah, a little drama involved well, last there we night. Go. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. right, Steve. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate you, buddy.
4: You got it, Scott. We'll talk to you again.
1: All right, there you have it, Steve Post joining us. You can watch his shows, Winged Nation, and um, you can also listen to him on all the cup races. He's the lead pit reporter for MRN. Does a great job, doesn't he, Kurt?
2: Yeah, we don't. Uh, Todd and I don't help you out much on the boys because neither one of us watches. Todd, Todd, you picked the winner, didn't you?
3: I did, <laughs> and you don't even watch the show. And I, I came in late and said, "Well, that's the guy who's going to win." So <laughs> you
2: didn't have to watch the whole series.
3: I picked it up late and, and won. So yeah, I, I'll be interested in next year to see what happens with the judging, see where they're at with all their new judges. How
1: about to, uh, how about we play that video tomorrow? Uh-huh. We can sure do. We that. We do that tomorrow. Yes, sir. Yeah,
3: we'll have we'll play a little video Matt Ward did with Brian Holbert. Right, Talking about what's going on there at the...
1: What's happening down there at the Expo. That's right. Right. And uh, tomorrow, we're going to have Darren Bennett on. He's the general manager at Lakeside Speedway. He's going to join us on the show, and that ought to be pretty good, man. I I, I can't wait to talk to Darren about uh, high limits coming to Lakeside Speedway, paying $50,000 to win. Uh, That's, again, on April 11th.
2: Yeah, and they've got a big schedule for uh, the other stuff that's going to be at Lakeside Speedway this year. A lot of new things to talk to Darren about for 2023 out at Lakeside. Big day at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame on Friday, Scott.
1: Yeah. Are you going up there?
2: Uh, We'll be uh, watching on uh, Facebook Live. They've got a link up there. there.
1: Maybe we just tune in. Yeah. A part of the show. We'll just listen to some of
2: it. There's going to be a ton of announcements that are going to be made. Uh, on Friday, beginning at ten o'clock in the morning,
1: and they're going to be giving away the sprint car too.
2: That's right, mm-hmm. the four ten sprint car are going to be given away, and uh, it all starts off with the uh, the awards that they give out every year. Normally, they announce all those awards during the Chili Bowl, uh, but this year they're doing it all on uh, Hall of Fame Friday this yep. year, and the North American Sprint Car Pole Awards to be announced. Uh, awards for uh, the manufacturers, promoters, and uh, the media members across the 410, 360, non-wing categories, Rookie of the Year, Manufacturer of the Year, Promoter of the Year. And uh, then they uh, will have the wild card awards that will be announced, including the Thomas J. Schmay Outstanding Contribution to the Sport Award. Then they'll give away the Sprint Car, and then they'll announce the 23 inductees to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame right all in in one live stream this friday up there so looking forward to that
1: so you still have time if you want to buy some raffle tickets for the sprint car again they're going to be giving it away on friday this this friday december 16th it's a uh, 2022 triple x chassis with a complete complete 410 race ready sprint car folks And you can buy those raffle tickets at sprintcarraffle.com. That's sprintcarraffle.com. And don't forget, they still have the Corvette that they're going to be giving away on Saturday, August nineteenth, two 2023. Again, this is a 2023 Z06 with the Z07 performance package on. It's pearl white. You can see it right up there on the screen right now. It is a beautiful car. This is as close to a street-legal race car as you can get, folks. Makes 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. It goes from zero to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's an 8-speed automatic, and uh it is got all the big tires and wheels on it. It's got the bigger brakes on it. It's got the Aero package on it. Again, this is the Z07 Performance Package. They're going to be giving it away on. August 19, 2023. If you want to buy a raffle ticket for this Corvette, you can do so at winaz06corvette.com. Win a That's winaz06corvette.com. And if you don't want to uh, give your information online, you can always give them a call up there at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum at 641-842-6176. That's 641-842-6176. You can buy your raffle tickets for the Sprint Car by calling that number. And you can buy the raffle tickets for the Corvette as well.
2: They've got that uh, Christmas Flash Contest for the uh, Corvette. If you go to the uh, website there, uh, say that again The to get the Corvette. Win a, a Z06
1: Corvette.com.
2: I want to make sure I got that right. right. Enter the code... Santa 25 for 25% more tickets and a chance to win the Corvette gift basket worth over $1,000 if you put in the code SANTA25.
1: Right. Okay. There you have it, folks. Uh, Another show in the books. Uh, Again, tomorrow we're going to have Darren Bennett on uh, talking about the High Limits race that's going to be coming to Lakeside Speedway. On April 11th, it's going to pay $50,000 to win. It's going to be a lot of fun, isn't it, Kurt?
2: Yeah, I can't. help w- hope the weather cooperates that time of the year. You never That's, know. It's
1: kind of sketchy at that time of the year.
2: Well, you know, then again, we've seen it where it just beautiful that time of the year. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that Mother Nature will cooperate on April 11th and we see that big show out here.
1: Marie said, Todd and I nailed the winner on The Voice. Thumbs up, Todd.
3: There we go. We did it. Bryce
1: Leatherwood. (laughs) Who would have ever thought Bryce Leatherwood would have won?
3: I'm sure Bryce did. Marie,
1: were you a little shocked that Omar was fourth? Me personally, I was a little blown away by that. That, that, that That Omar was fourth out of all those contestants.
2: Do you think Bryce was helped more by his actual talent or by that unique name that he's got?
1: I think that... The thing going for Bryce Leatherwood was he had Blake Shelton as his coach. That's what I think.
2: That's a big factor.
1: Yeah. No doubt. All right, Todd, um, you good to go? Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Appreciate you, man appreciate you a lot i appreciate
3: but it. i appreciate the racing boys and we're all in it together
1: we're all in it together all right for todd surprise for my partner kirk Kelly, and i'm scott trailer saying we'll see you tomorrow right here on mostly motorsports it's all brought to you by lucas oil products it works again we'll see you tomorrow 12 noon central time right here on mostly motorsports